This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like what you're hearing, which, come on, let's face it, you do. Make sure to tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, the app, or my site, AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little chicken nuggets. It's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. So much to talk about. Hello, Gary. Hey, Allison. Hello, Matt. What up? Hello, Chris. Hi, Allison. Hi, Jenna. Hey, hey. First of all, it smells like a sandwich in here. Have you I guys noticed? It does. Okay. So you brought it in? It's my fingers. I didn't wash them. <laughs> I feel really weird. Wait, who was it who was saying they hate when their fingers smell like that mustard? That was me, and I can't stand it. well i didn't i was thinking oh you're strangely finicky when it comes to the scent on your fingers however i didn't realize how pungent it was was perhaps going to be it's okay though were there pickles in your sandwich yeah there's everything in my sandwich so yes it's what else is in there onions onions pickles peppers Every meat option, like the chicken, all, all, wow. the, the, all the worst smells you could think of. Subway's were dream. In that sandwich, wow. that, that weird seafood. You forgot Subway <laughs> seafood sandwiches. No. I didn't know they have that. What it's is it? It's fucking weird. It's like a fake crab salad thing. One of my roommates was a vegetarian, um, and she used to get that all the time. It looks and smells disgusting. Does that count Wait, as being that, a vegetarian I if you ask. eat seafood? I, I that you're a. Uh, was that's, it? Oh, what is it called? A pescatarian if you eat fish. All right. Well, that's what she is. I don't listen to my roommates, okay? I just live with them. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. That is Sorry. the second member of Corolla Digital to use the word pescatarian in the last week. Who else used it? Mike Altier. Huh. Ooh, I asked him if well, he, he was, was a vegetarian. Oh, right. I asked him if he was I've... a vegetarian, and he told me he was a pes- pescatarian. Yeah, yeah he's, wow. he was vegetarian when he started The answer here. is just no. <laughs> but, yeah. um, here's, the, here's, here's the thing, though. If you're a pescatarian, you would eat real crab. Sure. So the question is – sorry to hunker down and really get into this. It might have been surimi, which is actually some kind of whitefish thing, but it's a name for fake crab. Yeah, imitation crab was made up yeah. like, or like pollock. Yeah, I think, or haddock. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is, but they're both fake crab. Or it could be some kind of non-meat. Uh, like gluten thing, which could be fake crab. But we have to be careful not to talk about it too much because what might happen is we'll get inundated with Subway. Not that that would necessarily be a bad thing. And what I'm referring to is this giant bag right here of Skittles that we received because we've been talking about Skittles a lot. Although actually the note said that they noticed that I talked about ranking colors on Twitter. So I don't know if they know that about the podcast, but mm. people are taking note of my tweets, which is, it feels good. Let's describe this bag. It's a giant tote bag with giant, a zipper yeah. shaped like a Skittles wrapper package. Probably, probably, it's magical. Probably the right size for Chris to, to fit his entire lose. body inside of. <laughs> Jenna referred to it as a weekend bag. Yes, yeah. it's a weekend bag. Yeah, and I, I don't know how many pounds of Skittles are in there. I would guess it's at least 10. Oh, at way least, more. Yeah. Way more. Like, probably like 50. Ooh, that's a fun contest for the five of us. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Who wants is to, to guess, guess the weight, and then do we have a way of is there weighing a scale it? Scale here. Now let it also be known: several individual bags of skills have been pulled okay, since true. we got this. So well, I mean, right. my guess, you know, would be inaccurate. Well, one pack is two ounces. 
Well, that would be another way to do this contest. Would be to guess how many bags are in there. Yeah, or we could just look at the bags. I don't want to convert ounces to pounds. I don't even know how to do that. Do we have a scale around here? Yeah, I feel like if we have a scale, let me look into that. Okay, you can. We can all just pick it up and guess. It's not the fact that bags have been taken out doesn't matter. Right. We didn't know this contest. Maybe twenty-five. Maybe fifty was a little high. Oh, Gary's going to find out if there's a scale right now. Okay. Great. Okay. He's finding out. We're taking a look. Okay. Okay. All right. We could. We we don't need to do this right now. But if we find it, because we're gonna all want to lift it up and then give our things. Although I do want to include the listeners in finding out who was the best at assessing the weight of the skittles. Okay. Also, <laughs> not whose guess was the closest. But who did the best job at guessing? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, couple things happened at the beginning of the show. One. Turns out that Gary has an imitation of Matt's podcast voice. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys – and he said that you all talk about this. I mean you all use this voice. And I'm sorry. I got distracted by how fucking hot it is in here. What is going on? Did the air conditioner turn off? I, I think like so. It's possible. Yeah. Can we look into that? I'll be right in. Yeah, I'll set it. I'll reset it. Okay. Matt's going to reset it. And while he does – Hey, I'm going to reset the AC. All right. <laughs> Gary, can you – Just to be clear, that was Matt, not Gary. <laughs> Do you guys really talk like this at home? When we're busting each other's chops, sure. Matt gets a little <laughs> bit of pod voice from all the roommates. That's what I was going to say. So the roommates yeah. are, are familiar with pod voice as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, which bothers you more, pod voice or all the boom? Oh, you know, I guess yeah, I guess the pod voice bothers me a little bit more just because it's my, my fucking voice. But, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Boom. Uh, but you know, Chris, Chris was actually on my show, There Will Be mm-hmm. Spoilers, and he brought up an interesting point. My podcast is recorded with only one microphone, and it's one that we share, and it's <laughs> yeah. several feet away. He puts it now. in the middle of us, so yeah, my so podcast voice is born out of having to project to reach the further microphone. If I had been potting with a with a mic up this close to my face the whole time, maybe the voice wouldn't exist. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying? but I. I get what you're saying. All right. <laughs> but here's the thing. You're not just speaking – I mean this with love. I have all sorts Go of ahead. ridiculous – not that it's ridiculous. I do a lot of things that are – we could talk about as well. You're not just speaking louder though. You're speaking in a more podcasty kind of way, like mm. an old – like a broadcaster. Sure. It's, it's very professional. Why, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, Matt. No, I think it's, it's all born I, – I think we talked about this on your show before too. Just the idea of like putting the energy right. you just, in just, the voice and yeah. that just, it kind of changes, I guess, the quality of my voice. Right. I don't think it does that much, but I guess it does. Oh, it it's does. It's different. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Yeah. No, but it's good. It's like a, it's like a radio DJ in a movie. Ooh. You know? <laughs> like if there was a scene where they needed a radio DJ voice. You hear that? You'd be the man. You hear that radio DJ agent scenes right there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Got your guy right here. Now, Jenna, you are a professional voiceover person. Sometimes, yes. Do you have various voices? Uh, not as much as I'd like to think. Not as many as I'd like to think. I, m- a lot of times I do like kiddie stuff because I can sound a little bit like a kid. And then anytime it's serious, I don't ever book those. Anytime mm-hmm. it's like... Anything sensual, I don't really book those either. <laughs> the majority of my stuff is food and kids. Nice. So, do clearly, you do impressions? No. Have you ever tried? It's really bad. My impressions are so bad. <laughs> so bad. I don't even look. You guys are looking at do me your like best I, one. Yeah, do I know your, what do your best but one. I can't do any. Let's I can't do one. any. The last one I tried to do was I was trying to write a joke about Nell from the movie Nell because I wanted to do an impression of Nell. 
But that's the only one I've ever tried. It didn't work, by You're the way. You're referring to the bit. obscure Jodie Foster yes. movie that everyone here besides <laughs> me doesn't know. No, Does I know about know that movie. Well, see, here, she's, it's yeah. perfect. If you did an impression, I might think that sounds exactly like she did in the movie. <laughs> Probably not. You know what Pretty I'm talking distinct. about. Yeah. Tay in the wind. <laughs> I feel like that's, might that's be really good. How was that, Matt? Hand the woman an Oscar. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, another thing that came up was Jenna tasted a green Skittle. Gross. And she, yeah, she said, sick. She said, this green Skittle's sick. And then went, Matt yeah, said, no, it's awesome. <laughs> Pretty good, right? <laughs> so what does sick mean anymore? I don't know. It's funny, though, because I actually – I said it to my mom the other day. I said that we went – I don't remember what the context was, but I was like, yeah, that's really sick. And she was like, what What do you mean? What do you mean sick? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> and I guess at this point, it's such a colloquial thing. You know, people of our generation just say it. As uh, a good thing. As a good thing, yeah. Yeah. Which I does think I'm con- right on that border. It makes it confusing when you are trying to say something's bad sick. Right. Like the green Skittle. Because I actually thought the green Skittle was pretty good. He I liked re- it. I Well, you s- I don't know. How old are you? 28. Oh, shoot. We're about the same age. I was thinking you were younger than me. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fifth grade, this tangentially relates, this boy that I had a crush on, we were, you know, remember how in school you always had to line up to go anywhere you had to get in a line? Yes. Mm-hmm. You never have to do that anymore, really. I mean, to go to a movie, yes, but to go from one place to another, you don't have to get in a line, which is kind of nice. So anyway, though, we were all lining up to, I don't know, go to some class from our one other class. And uh, he sneezed on – but I had a big crush on him. But he sneezed on me and, like, his snot got on my sweater. And I said just automatically, oh, sick. <laughs> and then I felt bad. Because I had a crush on him. I don't think I had a shot with him anyway, but... So did you try to cover it up? Like, sick, man. May I have another? No, oh, unfortunately, it was... <laughs> it was yeah, way before sick meant... awesome. <laughs> Let me get another one. Mm. It was before sick meant good. Oh. oh. But I think it was when bad was starting to mean good. That was a weird time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Michael Jackson time. That's right. Yeah. Spawned a lot of bad jokes and fresh prints. Bad or good, though. I don't know. See, what, did I, what did I mean by that? <laughs> exactly. What did everyone do on July 4th? Uh, I was with my parents and my nephew standing in lines for rides I couldn't go on. At Disneyland? No. Uh, at a place in Newport. Oh, okay. Are you, you're not going to say what it was? I was at my dad's country club. I was trying not to sound so <laughs> <laughs> They had rides at the country club? Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's, it's an ordeal. I like ordeals. A couple of years ago, there was an elephant. What? Wow. wow. Did yeah. you write it? No. It's, oh. it, all the rides and stuff are for little kids. But when I got there, my nephew said we needed quality time. And that Aww. meant me standing in line for all the rides. That's so cute. <laughs> so they bring in rides for kids. Yeah. Is it like? Like they had the little balls you climb in. And like you can run around inside them like a hamster and bump into other kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Ferris wheel. Well, that um, sounds fun. Is it a little children's size Ferris wheel? Um, it's like medium size because that's the only thing the adults can go on with them. Right. So I went on that with him, and that was fun. Well, that's Whatever. very cute. How old is he? He turns seven the day after this drop comes out, I think. Aw. Nice. Matt? Uh, I was actually in Mammoth doing some hiking with the family. Used to do that every 4th of July when I was growing up, but it's probably been about 10 years or so since I've been there. Um, so just got to go hiking around a lake, went out for dinner, no fireworks, but I feel like I've seen enough in my life. Yeah. It was really fun, though. It was great. 
very relaxing. Are the Fondaliers a hiking family? Well, n- yeah, not really. I mean, we are in the sense that we go to Mammoth every summer to go hiking, but when hiking, I say hike, and hiking like, is just walking with different yeah, shoes where it's much. not paved, right? Especially okay. with my family. I mean, you, some people you say you're doing a hike that's like huge backpacks, not overnight or anything like that. We're talking day hikes, you know, two miles at the most. Generally flat, maybe a little up and down. It's just more about just kind of being out of the city and just being together. Something that Adam would probably gag at, but it was really fun <laughs> for me. Speaking of Adam, and then I do want to come around and get to you guys, what you did on July 4th. And also, Gary, I just remember we have an iTunes comment of the week to do. So all this stuff coming up. And we're going to talk to my dad. And we have just me or everyone. A lot to get to in this show. But, okay, so on the Adam Carolla show, Adam explained this he referred to it as as an odyssey, which I don't even think was exaggeration. Uh, his July 4th that involved the car having two flats and this whole thing, um, it was much longer and many more levels of that. But here's what I was, was thinking. I'm surprised he didn't call any of you because he ended up having his nephew, who only has a lear- learner's permit, follow him in the car to go back and they had to get a cab ride and stuff. And, yeah, I was surprised that he didn't call anyone else for help or did he? You know, I actually know the answer to this. He oh. did not call any of us because he felt like we were all out having a good time and didn't want to fuck with us. That's so nice. I know. He says that on an upcoming episode of More Stories okay. that I happened to hear. It was recorded here. He and should have said that said the on same a, thing. yesterday's version of his show. Well, I guess yeah. I could have asked, actually, why didn't you call anyone? But I thought maybe he had and he just wasn't able to reach anyone. No, he, uh, he told – Jay Moore said the same thing. And he was like, no, I just didn't want to call anyone. Oh. Which I thought was really nice. Yeah. yeah. And surprising, not because of who he is, but just because if I were in that situation, I wouldn't he- hesitate <laughs> to call someone <laughs> close to me. I need help. That's what I'd say, you know. So, I don't know. All right. Chris, what would you do? Um, I went uh, to Long Beach on uh, this, this street called Second Street. By we- yourself? <laughs> no, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, my my friend, one of many, uh, he triple uh, A guy. <laughs> I wish he he uh, fenced off like the Chase parking lot back there and just threw like a, a party there and with like a keg and a DJ and stuff. And that sounds fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Did it you meet any person. ladies? So many ladies. <laughs> Did you use your line? No, no I didn't. I didn't. Act, uh, I'm lying. There were there were no ladies that I met. I knew all the ladies there. So. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, me? What I yes. do? Uh, let's see. I went to Utah to see my mom, and all of my siblings were there, and like th- 12 nieces and nephews. It was insanity. And we ate a ton of food, went on some outings, went on a walk. Uh, my mom's up near the mountains, so it's really beautiful up there. And uh, then we sat in her backyard where the stadium that's really close was having a Kelly Clarkson concert, so we could just huh. hear the music, and then there were fireworks afterwards. And it was pretty fun. That sounds like the most, um, most like idyllic and traditional July Fourth of, of the bunch so far. Yeah, and we had like a big breakfast and a big dinner, barbecue. It was really fun. That nice. sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Gary, were you about to say something? Oh, earlier I was wondering if Chris's like friend worked for. Did you say he did it in the back of a Chase parking lot? Yeah. Like, how'd you pull that off? Yeah, good we question. were all, we were all wondering that. <laughs> like, <when laughs> Wait, we seriously, were, like, you don't have an answer. How did? Like is he is he did he ask but no I mean it was a holiday so what? <laughs> but, still. but he put up fences though was, uh, I think it was caution tape <laughs> <laughs> I think 
Okay, it was caution Clearly tape. It was, a wild <laughs> it was very day. much caution tape. Maybe some traffic cones. Whatever. It worked. Usually, if there's if there's caution tape around an entrance to a party, that's not a party I want to go to. Yeah, no. pretty sure something has already happened there. Well, you weren't invited, so I right, I wasn't. <laughs> Boom. Well, <laughs> well, I. That was the drop, right? No, that was Gary. Oh, wow. That sounds really... Yeah, I take it, that it, 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 before. I hate boom. I hate boom more. I hate that more than podcast then voice. don't listen for one second. Gary, play the drop and then do it with your voice. No, come on. Now I'm under pressure. Hold on. All right. Boom. 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 Oh, my gosh. The that third was so one was good. Matt. I know. <laughs> that sounded less like off. you, Matt. Yeah, Yours sounded less like you. Mine sounded like Gary. That's weird. Uh, okay. Well, I went to two barbecues... Um, and this is what I was thinking. I was thinking there's a point that people get to. There's a point that a couple gets to. And it's usually the woman. I've, 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 when I observe this, I usually think about the woman who does this. Where the, let's just say woman for the sake of argument, uh, decides that she no longer cares. Like, let's say it's his friends. She no longer cares about making a good impression in front of his friends. And then if something's up, it's just very apparent and she's kind of a shrew. And I always think, when, like, it's interesting when someone gets to that point and I kind of got to that point and I was sort of an... Well, actually, I feel like I was kind of a... a I was um an introverted asshole. But still, I no longer was thinking about making any sort of good impression, and I was just like, I want, I like, there's a lot of things, and um, I'm being very vague about what happened. Um, okay, so we had Oliver with us. And by the way, a day after all of this, I was thinking about Adam's very vocal um, opinions about people who take their dogs with them places. However, both of these sets of friends were people, they have dogs. And for a long time, we've been talking about how we should get our dogs together. And so I feel like that's perhaps extenuating circumstances because it wasn't like, it wasn't like no one wanted us to bring the dog or anything, but we had Oliver and he's little and he's cute. And we treat him like a baby, which I became more embarrassed about as the day wore on. But we get to the first party and um, there is this fence that had these, like it was sort of surrounded by a, a fence that had these big gaps in it. And Oliver, when he hears noise, he darts into the street. Like on a leash, he'll do this. But, um, you know, we kind of, we got in there and we were saying hi to everyone. And Daniel took him off the leash and then was still saying hi. It happened right when we got there. Still saying hi to people. And uh, then all of a sudden I realized... I mean, like, very quickly, like, holy shit, where's Oliver? And I, I said to him, where's Oliver? And he's like, oh. And for a second, we didn't know where Oliver was. And he, we found him. Everything was fine. But for that second, I was like, that's all it would have taken for him to, to get hit by a car. And then I don't know what I would do. <laughs> um, but for some reason, I was really having this feeling of, like, I can't believe – he, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe we, he had that lapse in judgment. And the fact that we were at a party and I couldn't talk to him about it, I think, made it worse. And by the way, I'm not blaming him. Uh, or I'm, I, No, I guess I am a little bit. What am I trying to say? It's not like this, I realized I'm, I was overreacting, the fear of it. It was, it's some, like obviously I should have kids at this point, and so my um, lack of having children is just manifesting as my being a psycho with the dog. So there was that, and then we went to the next party, which was up on this cliff in Malibu, and I, as we were driving up these like tiny winding streets on the side of a cliff, I began to get nervous about July 4th, um, being on the side of a cliff, people drinking, and then we get to the party, and there's, so we're like up on this, I mean, just spectacular, magnificent view, 
Um, and there's this fence on the outside of the balcony, but there's this, like, I don't know, six-inch gap at the bottom of the fence, which I don't trust that Oliver wouldn't dart under that because he has no sense of um, height and he has no fear. So there, at this at this point, now I'm just, like, carrying the dog around in my arms and now I just look like an asshole. And I didn't particularly want to be there at this point. And there's all this stuff. And I, I'm just, I'm sure I came across as, like, some weirdo asshole who's carrying her dog baby. That's One it. question. I have a follow-up question. Do you have a leash? Yeah. The dog was on – well, I had, so I had him on the leash for a while. But then I just started carrying him. He's a small dog. You can still carry him yeah. at that size. That's I don't think – I mean, I don't think you can – I mean, I would hold the dog at a party because on the leash even they can like go and get tangled up and people and – Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I feel like I'm not doing – I feel like maybe I'm not doing the way I was acting justice by the fact that you guys are acting like you're okay. You are okay. But then I almost mm-hmm. want to not present it completely accurately. <laughs> <laughs> I've already said way too much. Is this like a dog that you guys have agreed on is your cumulative dog? It's, it's both ours. of your dog? It's ours, yes. Okay. So he has equal responsibility yes. than you, as you do. Mm-hmm. I think I over – I mean I, I definitely – I think that there was a legitimate conversation we needed to have, but I definitely overreacted. And when I'm in a situation where I feel like I have to act a certain way, that just makes my natural reaction worse. When, I, when there's like a disparity between what I want to say and how I feel versus how I feel like I have to act, which is like nice <laughs> and, and pleasant <laughs> and I don't know. Anyway. That was a long, a long tangent um, that I wish I hadn't gone on. iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Chris, are you laughing at me or did you doodle something funny? No, I'm laughing at you. My, okay. my doodles are not funny. All right. yeah, so far, it's just a squiggle. So really? Nothing funny going just on over here. Just a squiggle? And it says, thanks, and Matt. it says, thanks, Matt. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Justin K. And uh, it is titled Red Pistachios with an exclamation mark. We talked about that on this show, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Love the last episode and figure I can help you out on Red Pistachios. I just watched a How It's Made on Pistachios. Years ago, when all the pistachios in the United States were imported, the shells of the nuts were were often blemishes due to the type of processing done in foreign countries. Blemished, I think. Correct. Americans like pretty food, and when the importers thought the nuts would sell better if the blemishes didn't show, they came up with the idea of spraying red food coloring on the nuts to make the shells consistent color. Hope that helps. I look forward to your next episode. I don't even know if this is true or not, but I appreciate the info, and I don't feel like looking it up, so I'm going to go with that is true. Thank you so much for your iTunes comment of the week. Yes, I believe, I think it was last episode, where it turned, right? It turned out that Unless it's some other conversation I had. But it turned out that it was this one, right? Yeah. yeah. I was talking about how pistachios used to always be red or pink. And no one knew what I was talking about because yep. everyone's too young. I know. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that before. But it makes sense that they would try to do that, make them pretty. Yeah. I get that. Just be yourself, nuts. That's but now they have Psy. Psy <laughs> pist- yeah. the pistachio mm-hmm. man. What? Didn't they have Snooky for a little while too? I think so. Pistachios uh, yeah, have they have a, a bunch of people. Yeah, a lot of hip spokespeople. I wonder if it's really helped move more pistachios. <laughs> um, I read an article that said that it has, but they've also dropped the price like below, like they're selling at a loss to try to build market share. 
Where'd you wow. read this? Did you read this in like Advertising Age or Nuts it, Weekly? It was probably something like that. I subscribed to a couple of those ad things. <laughs> advertising Nuts Weekly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a, very, it's a, it's it's, a trade periodical just, for people in the nut industry. I, I was just like, I'm still kind of shocked. It is like this guy's like, oh, I watched, I watched <laughs> how it's website. made. I watched how it's made on pistachios, and I was like, oh, okay. And then, and I thought, oh man, who who would watch that? And then Garrett's like, oh, I just read an article in Pistachios, so <laughs> I got I guess I, I, I'm missing out. I love how it's made. I'll watch that for anything. Yeah, but Dan I mean, how it's it. made on Pistachios, like what you what grow would that? Them. Yeah, that's what, you just you plant the seed. Like, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Oh, Chris. I know. It's I'm, how it's how it I'm comes so, from the. I know. I'm I'm so ignorant when it comes to that stuff. What do they grow on on stalks, vines? Yeah. I haven't from seen the, it's, it's like from the vine to the bag to your hand to your party. Okay. It's the whole processing of pistachios. Oh, all right. That makes sense. And that seems like it could fill the 15 minutes. <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> well, then, then they have Thank to you. talk to the pistachio expert. So there's a lot. Of, <laughs> okay. There's a lot. Yeah. I actually feel like how it's made in Hewlhauser, there's a little overlap there. I think? I think Huel has a little how it's made in him. I feel like yeah, yeah, he goes to all the factories <laughs> and everything. So too soon. I think well, both, I was just being factual. I understand. Yeah, both shows will provide you with tons of unnecessary information. <laughs> yes. I think that's really the connection that you're yeah. you're trying to make here. Yeah. Yes. That's um, totally right. I think it is time to talk to my dad. But first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Go to Meeting. I announced yesterday, or not yesterday, but recently, that they were my favorite sponsor, and I. Effing love go to meeting. It's hot out. It's summer. You don't want to have to haul your buns into the office to have a meeting with your coworkers when you can just meet to them, meet with them. Excuse me. From the convenience of your own home, or you could meet with them from a coffee house, or you perhaps you're on vacation, perhaps you are in a hot tub in a limbo contest. Wherever you are, you don't want to have to leave to meet to get work done. You can just meet with them using your computer or your iPad or iPhone. You can see each other in crystal clear HD quality, and you can hear each other. And with just one click, you can share your screen. You can work on documents in real time. Gary and I have used it, and we are always impressed with how efficient it is, how well it works. And I've said it before, when we end the meeting and then I go back to just communicating by email, I feel a little bit alone. That's how much it feels like actually meeting in person. And I totally agree. I don't always jump in, but yeah, that's totally true. I mean, when you get off one of those things and you just have to go back to email or IM or whatever, it's, eh, I don't feel like I've got your full attention. Right. And that bugs me. Exactly. That's how I feel about you. <laughs> See that video? Yeah, we made, we made a video explaining this. But this is one of the many, many reasons you will find that your life is improved with GoToMeeting because when you're communicating with someone online, uh, you can actually make sh- you there's so much information you get just from being able to see their face uh try you guys should try go, go to meeting free for 30 days for this special offer visit go to meeting.com click the try it free button and use the promo code allison remember use the promo code allison that is go to meeting.com you guys will love it i know you will um okay let's call my dad now question did we play the fan phone call song before we called him the other time i don't think so have you guys ever heard the fan phone call song I've heard it before, but I don't remember playing it last time. I don't think we played it. I think he's kind of a fan, so let's play it. Yeah. And by the way, I've been trying to figure out whether to talk about tech stuff with my dad or to talk about pop culture, but I sort of feel like... I don't know that I can harness all that is my dad, and we just have to see which way it goes. Okay. 
Let it happen. Yeah. It's not our choice. Right. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Dad. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, my nerves are frazzled. After last night, we just can't settle down. It's so harrowing. What happened last night? Oh, well, I don't know if we told you. We had tickets, front row center tickets, to the... Uh, we were going out to CPAC, the Cucamonga Performing Arts Center, mm -hmm. for the grand opening. And we were going to the, they had the premiere of Emeril Lagasse's new opera, uh, Kenny. And we had front row center seats and looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're driving through Costa Mesa on the way to the freeway. And there's a traffic signal was out and it was chaos. And there was some kid, I must have been eight or ten years old, directing traffic and standing in the middle of the intersection. And then police cars came along with sirens blaring and... One, one cop is chasing the kid up the road, and another is directing traffic. And Anyway, so the guy rolls down his window in the car next to mine, and he gives me a thumbs up and says, only in Costa Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we finally get out to Cucamonga, and, the, and it was hard to park because they had, they had three events going at the same time. They had the Emerald Lagasse Opera, Kenny in the Symphony Hall, uh -huh. and uh, the Roller Derby Finals in the, in the Roller Derby Rink. And the, and the big uh, movie, prim, the big movie screening, the the movie board. So they were trying to select a film that was really important, like Casablanca or um, Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. It explored the big themes of the struggle of life and life and death and so forth. Sure. So they landed, of course, on the Elizabeth Shue blockbuster movie. Uh, that Do you mean leaving Las Vegas? Oh no, no, Piranha. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a very important movie. No, I anyway, haven't. Elizabeth, very important. Elizabeth Shue was supposed to be there in person, but she lives in the valley, and of course they're having the heat wave, so she canceled because she has to get all her sweaters into plastic bags <laughs> for the heat wave because of the carpet beetles, as you can understand. <laughs> wow, how disappointing for you to drive all the way out there. Well, we well it was okay for us because we were seeing the opera, which was really good. And the only problem was that the roller derby uh, uh, <laughs> section of the building and the opera section, or the symphony hall, were separated by a curtain. They didn't build a wall. Oh, so wow, the opera's yeah. going on, and like every two minutes, some skater comes flying through the curtains out onto the opera stage, <laughs> and he gets up and skates back through the curtains into the rink, and the audience thought that's part of the opera, so they kept applauding every time it happened. Wow, it, it sounds it was, like bedlam. Anyway, so the so the the, uh, the, the opera, um, Emeril Lagasse's is much be better than his first opera, Bam. <laughs> but I'll read to you from the program. It says uh, a tribute to the a tribute to the, uh, the the opera is a tribute to the turbulent life and times of the man who was arguably the greatest entertainer of all time, Kenny G, <laughs> which is what the opera Kenny is all about. Anyway, so the opera was it was really going well. I, I, what relationship do Emeril Lagasse and Kenny G have? Well, no, Emeril Lagasse, as you know, has quit cooking and he's now composing operas because that's his real talent. Oh. And of course, he, like the rest of us, is awestruck at the very thought of Kenny G. So he, you know, that's the commands having an opera. Right. Anyway, the end of the opera there's an aria between um, Kenny G and his father Dennis G. <laughs> about how Kenny is leaving to become an entertainer and the father uh, wants him to stay and sell aluminum sidings, which is the main business of the family. But Kenny just isn't into aluminum sidings. And he, so anyway, it's the closing aria. And some guy in the, stands up in the middle of the audience 
and starts screaming, this is a stupid opera, I hate it, no one's in real life is named G, and I hate it, and everyone should just shut up and give me my money back, and everyone's screaming, shut up at this guy. So the guy says, I'll show you, and he throws a hand grenade into the orchestra pit. Wow. So, so and Mom and I are in front row seats, so we dive under the seats, and it's, it's just it's bedlam. Dark but the quick-thinking tuba player smothered the hand grenade <laughs> with his tuba, so it blew up, but it was just this thud. <laughs> and, and and the guy... Well, that is quick-thinking of him. You no, know, and he's very humble. You know the expression, humble as a tuba player. Yeah. Well, that's where they get it from. <laughs> right. Now I understand. Um... Well, a couple questions. Yeah. I wanted to ask what you did on July 4th, but I also, I know that you keep up with pop culture, perhaps more than I do even. Oh, yes. And I wanted to ask what's going on these days in pop culture, according to what you've been watching. Uh, well, there, there's so many scandals, it's hard to keep up with. As you know, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West had their first child. I named, did. Named uh, North. Yes. Northwest. Actually, Gary knew the name before I did, and I questioned Gary, and I shouldn't have. Well, no, of course, Gary, like, like I, keeps up with these things. And North, the problem with Northwest is if he ever uh, wants to attend South by Southwest, just everyone she. will just laugh at him. She. Um, I think it's um, a girl, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, laugh at her. Yeah, yeah right. I'm, nor- I'm Northwest, is this South by South? I mean, it could be very confusing. Yeah, definitely. They did not think ahead. No, and it's it just, it really, you're right, they didn't think ahead. But anyway, and the, the, the opera thing was really interesting. On the way out, I mean, everyone was shook from this thing. So the guy next to me pokes me in the arm and he says, only in Cucamonga. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea what that means. Right. So with the pop culture, I mean, the, since the scandal with Kristen Stewart and, and the producer and her boyfriend and everything, nothing has been like that. <laughs> right. And, oh, wait, and um, there was something else. Oh, yeah. They, I was reading in the magazine, waiting uh, in the dentist's waiting room, where you can keep up with these things. And it, it turns out that, remember Madonna suddenly had an English accent? Yes. And it said in there that this is a common uh, problem discovered in 1907. It's called foreign accent syndrome, <laughs> where stars particularly, but anyone can wake up and have a different accent. And it's, um, Are you there? I'm here, yeah. Okay, I just, I just, uh, there was a tapping on the phone. It's probably Toby. He's made, he's been ordering a pizza and he just can't <laughs> get through. Toby, Toby complained to the. There's this thing called um, uh, diner, mystery diners, where this team descends on a restaurant uh, with cameras to see what's going on in the restaurant because the owners complain because there's money missing or something, mm-hmm. and they come and set up cameras and investigate what's going on. So. Toby called them, and they showed up with a film crew because he was complaining about the food distribution in our house. <laughs> wow. You know, we get chops and steaks, and he gets some dried stuff. So anyway, <laughs> he complained. He may be on the phone now because he's always complaining about something. Um, yeah, actually, there's a restaurant in our neighborhood that was on that show. Oh, really? And I've heard the restaurant is good, and Daniel and I were thinking of going there. But then he remembered that it was on that show, and then he thought maybe we shouldn't go there. I don't know. No, I feel like if they've been on that mystery diner thing, then they have probably cleaned up their act. Like, maybe that's the best restaurant to go to. I would think so, because having cleaned up their act, probably they're really on good behavior for, you know, maybe a week. Right. And so we've missed our window. When, yeah. When, when they're sure the cameras are gone and the mystery diners are gone, then they go back to their old habits. And uh, 
I mean, I mean, I can't describe to you some of the things I've seen in restaurants in my many years of working in restaurants. Right. Actually, yeah. yeah. Actually, we we have covered that. Uh, someone here worked at a fondue restaurant, and the things he's seen. I've oh, seen I tell you, crazy it's, it's, you'd it's, never eat breadsticks again, and that's not even a joke. It wasn't at that one though. I don't want to. Oh, okay. But it was at it's, a it's restaurant. The, it's the stuff of nightmares. What working in a restaurant it really is the, the things I've seen. What have you seen? Uh, well, for instance, when you when you're ordering a bottle of fine water, mm-hmm. they'll sometimes reuse someone else's bottle and just put in tap water. Get out. I'm not kidding. I've, I've seen it. And, you know, most people don't know that. So don't spread the word around because we don't want to create panic in the restaurant business. <laughs> okay, I'll play so that there's, one. There's the used water thing. And when people don't finish their salad, they just accumulate all the leftover salad and make a giant salad for Sunday buffet. <laughs> um, Dad, what did you guys do for July 4th? Uh, well, that's a whole other story. We were going to go out, but they had a, a news flash on TV Heidi Fleiss is back in the news. Uh-huh. So we had to cancel all our plans because, of course, I wanted to know what was going on with that. And do you, do you have a minute? Because it's an interesting story. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Heidi Fleiss <laughs> is raising parrots. They're called, pa- they're called carrier pa- uh, parrots because with the NAS eavesdropping on phone calls and intercepting passengers, the pigeons carrying a message. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to sell the idea to but the she government. does have parrots. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then her idea is that the parrot can fly to whoever you're sending a message to and just tell them what you want to, what they want to, you know, what you right. have to have them hear. But right, anyway, if you want to keep a secret, tell it to a parrot. I've heard that. Yes, it's, of course. Anyway, so the interviewer asked her the obvious question, do you ever see any of the, uh, the, the girls that used to work for you when you were the Beverly Hills madam? And she said, yeah, we get together quite often because the spirit of the girls... And uh, and uh, and me was uh, like a sorority. We're very close. So the head of the American Sorority Council, Abigail Van Dusen, <laughs> wrote a letter to the L.A. Times saying that to, to compare a prostitution business with sororities is terrible and it's an insult to sororities, and she should apologize. So there was this big fight going on. So Heidi Fleiss, uh, it might have been her or a PR person, I don't know, wrote a letter to the Times apologizing to Ms. Van Dusen and all the sororities and said that there's a big, there is a big difference between our business and a sorority because mm-hmm. we actually had a purpose. <laughs> so I think she won that round, actually. I thought perhaps this was leading to, but I don't know why I thought this, but the difference between, a what is it, a chorus line and... Um, uh, yeah, the circus. Oh, and the circus? The acrobats. The, yeah, the, the chorus line and the ac- and the, the Cirque du Soleil, let's say. Right, and the, one is an array of, of... The cunning array of stunts. Yes. No, that's not the one I was thinking of, though. The one with the difference between a rooster and a lawyer? Oh, yeah, the, the rooster clucks defiance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Those are the old gems, yes. <laughs> but anyway, so for July 4th, we were glued to the TV with this Heidi Fleiss business. Who could leave? Right, I know. Well, Dad, who can leave, really? But we actually have to go. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. This has been such fun. Yeah, but um, we will catch you next time. You can call anytime. Love you, miss you, and okay. um, see you on the next podcast. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Okay. So we need some podcast voice out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt. Yes. That, that whole thing that we just witnessed, 
That is what happens when podcast voice turns into like a whole podcast personality. This is a cautionary tale. <laughs> somewhere in that monologue, I believe, listeners, if you go back and you listen to it like six or seven times over, you will discover the meaning of life. I'm certain that your dad said there. it all. It's, it's in, there. in there. It's in there. It is. Yep. I know. Um, I also, I just as long as you're bringing attention back to me, I want to mention that he was talking about uh, hot, or restaurants reusing everything. Right. What about the ketchup bottles? Have you guys ever known that? In most fast food restaurants, they'll take the bottoms of all the ketchup bottles mm-hmm. and they'll pour them in so that – marrying them. Yeah, yes. they'll marry all the ketchup bottles. Yeah. So doesn't that mean that the bottom of some of your ketchup bottles, like the very bottom of it, could be ketchup from like three years ago? That it just does keeps mean that. getting yeah. fresh. This is why I don't same like with, ketchup. Same thing with the uh, salt shakers and pepper shakers. I'm, I'm, I seem a lot less concerned about salt and pepper than I do ketchup personally. Can ketchup go bad? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it can. It's like tomatoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you get bad ketchup? Moldy. My, my thing back. is, if you can if you can <laughs> eat it and you're okay and it doesn't taste bad, then I think you're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I that we know that's your thing. Yeah, I know. Well aware. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it should be like I, I don't know. If it tastes fine, then I'm pretty sure it's okay. If it's bad ketchup, you would know. So right. you don't go by expiration dates. You go by taste. No, my expiration. For, for example, taste. my friend my friend works at a warehouse, and this guy from Red Bull came with a bunch of Red Bulls, and he's like, "Here, these are all for you. We don't need them for our tour anymore." He's like, "These are all expired." And the guy responded with, oh, these things never expire. We just put that there to make the customers feel safe. And, and that was it. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. I thought that, that oftentimes it's a expiration thing. dates are put there so that you'll cycle through it also. That might, that might be it too. But, um, that could be it too, yeah. I tend to go by taste as well. Yeah, go by, you, you drank like month-old milk the other day, didn't you? I did. You all yeah. did. We all <laughs> <laughs> evil, evil laugh. Yeah, I replaced the milk. You guys have fresh milk now. Thank you. Well, should we do a quick just me or everyone? Yeah, let's do it. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Is everyone able to see over the Skittles bag? Yes, a huge I, bag. and I have one of these. Oh, would if you, you? Oh, do you want to? Let's do, do yours first. first. Yeah. Okay. So I flew to New York two weekends ago, and I got on the plane. And when I got to my seat, there was someone sitting in it already. Oh boy! And he was like, "I'm flying with my family. Can I trade you seats? Mine's that middle seat over there." And I was like, "No." and i sat in the seat and i felt guilty most of the flight because he was with his family but i it was an aisle seat i booked the flight forever ago is it am i terrible is it should i not feel terrible don't feel terrible i don't think you should feel terrible don't feel terrible but i don't blame you for feeling yeah yeah i I would feel the same way yeah i would too however yeah i'm really particular about where i sit and it's like a whole thing of me trying to make sure that i get the seat that i want ahead of time so yeah i would definitely not go sit in a middle seat Oh, well, I, it was frustrated. It'd be really hard for me to stand up to the person, though. I can't believe I did because normally I would be like, oh, I, uh, fine. But this time I was like, no, because I'm a long flying flight. to New York. Yeah. It's far. Yeah. It's, if I were going to Utah or wherever else I fly fairly often. See, the no that guy should have wait, waited for you to sit down and then asked you. Right? Like, as so opposed presumptuous. to like being like in the seat like that, I would have forced him out too. Okay. I would have right. felt terrible, but like, no. Thank you. All right, I feel better. Yeah, was he cool about it? He was, but I could tell, like, when he sat down, because I saw him a couple rows up in the middle, and he said, like, to some lady next to him, like, well, I tried, but the the flag (laughs) wouldn't let me. Oh, his whole row was on it. Yeah, (laughs) so I was like, ugh, whatever. I'm the jerk. 
Are you certain that it was really his family? Can yes. you prove it? <laughs> no, they. Because okay. I'm going to try that sometime. Be like, oh, my family's my family. right next to me. Yeah. Oh, you got to take that Asian. shitty middle seat in the back. Sorry. My family's in first class, so. Yeah. Right? I'd like this aisle seat. Uh, Chris Isaacson. I pop open a microbrew, have a sip, and the thing erupts like Mount Vesuvius. Just me or everyone? I have had that happen because I drink highly carbonated things, and they do all of a sudden decide now's the time. Swarm. I'm going to tell Chris. You're drinking a lot of very hoppy beers. Some of the less hoppy beers don't really do that. But I have the same problem because I like pale ales, IPAs, and especially those microbrews. Those things have so much carbonation in them, they fucking explode the second you open them. <laughs> but then part of the fun part is you immediately put your mouth over it and then you try to like save as much of it as you can. This whole thing's making me have to burp. This whole thing's <laughs> making me want to take another sip of my beer. You know, <laughs> another noisy sip. Did you guys all experience that thing in college where people would say that if you put your nose grease in the beer, it like stops it from stops the bubbling? I heard earwax. I've heard earwax. Wait, what's what's nose grease? Like like you wipe the side of your nose or something. I'm sure it's sweat or whatever. I was not in a fraternity, but I had a lot of friends in fraternities, (laughs) and amongst several different brotherhoods was the theory that if you take a little bit of earwax on the rim of your glass, Just it makes the clear, bubbles go. I am that not one of those friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's some fucking bullshit. That is, uh, it's funny that like the nose grease, if that's a thing, no, doesn't a thing. bother me as much. I've heard that. But earwax, that makes me want to puke. I guess because it's probably more, it resonates more. You could probably see the wax. Oh. And earwax is just so, it's funny, certain, th- certain bodily things I'm okay with, but earwax is pretty gross. Too, too much, It's huh? nasty. It's got such a worse a, than special. Boogers. Those are bo- well. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I feel like boogers are less inno- are more innocuous than earwax. But on just a visceral level, they both are gross. Yes. Mm. Yes. I've heard if you put a booger in your drink, it actually makes it taste better. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> Ian's mom says, <laughs> "If I eat in my car, gross. I know. No, that's not that's, gross. That's, this is gross. That's quite mild. <laughs> yeah. I stop chewing when I pass another car, but I notice I don't do this while chewing gum." Focus on the road, is lady. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> is it really gross chewing. to eat in your car? I don't think it's that gross. Okay, I don't. I mean, I don't normally eat in my car, but I don't think it's like gross. I think it depends what you're eating. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Internet will, will, will specifically ask you if you're eating in the car. Right. They'll give you your food differently. Yeah. If you're really? Eating it How in do the they car. give it to you? Well, rather than putting it in a paper in a box, bag, yeah. yeah, they put it open oh. in a box. What's right. the grossest thing to eat in your car? Spaghetti. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. Spaghetti. You knew that <laughs> one dinner. right away. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, because anything it's, it's with gross. a fork. Yes. That's pretty tough. Yeah. But even like a hot dog would be like hard. Soup would be anything tough. that. No, soup's, really soup's easy. Soup's easy. Soup. No, no. What if you? What if you need like? What if, you, what if it's a hearty soup? Like a stew. What if it's a stew? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I. I still drink it out of a cup, and you just like open your mouth a little, a little wider, and just let it all in. I feel like that's pretty dangerous, and you risk too. a lot of you spilling. Get burned or onion soup. Yeah, so there you go, you French can. onion soup right. with a crouton. Well, and anything that's <laughs> cream based, anything that's you cream would. based could yeah. smell up your car if you spilled it on your like carpet or something. I feel like Chris's steering wheel is going to smell no matter what, just based on <laughs> actually based on I don't my finger smell fingers. fingers. I'm not <laughs> smelling it anymore, which either means that we I've been have using now the condensation from the the Diet Coke, oh. and like I've been trying to wash my hands with it for the last. I don't know however long we've been going. <laughs> All right. Who just burped? Oh, that was me laughing, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I swear. Listeners, did you also hear a burp? Okay. Woodlow says, <laughs> I have a phobia about cracking open an egg and finding a half-formed chicken side. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it's I, happened it's to happened. This my is, brother. This is, this, is yes. my, this is my culture. There's, it, a, there's yeah. a Filipino food called balut, oh, which is yeah. a, a fertilized duck egg. So when you eat it, it's like a street food. And when you, when you crack it open, you eat it, there's actually a duck fetus in it. How much can you tell that that's what, what you're eating? You like when you eat it, you can like feel the bones. Oh, so you, is there? Can you make like? Is it cute? Oh, it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Like it's gross looking. Does it look like a little it's deformed? <laughs> it looks like it a deformed baby yes. duck. You ate it all the time. I, yeah, I used to eat it. All, I didn't know what it was. Didn't when you, you were young? That would be a reason not to but eat it. But you grew up here, didn't you? Yeah. Where, where did you get but it? My family is Filip- my family's from the Philippines, and I've, I've, I'm actually quite enriched with Filipino culture. But where do you get Beilut? Oh, they're the Filipino markets and like Asian markets. Is it in a like jar that. or something? No, they. It's like I think it's like in like some sort of like incubator type of thing, or like a, not. I don't. Incubator is the wrong word. To they're use. only ready for like a day. <laughs> yeah, really. This <laughs> small window. Is it a Sophie's choice of like, do oh, I want to eat it or have a pet? Okay, to be honest, I don't really know too much about it because when I found out what it was, but you know, by, when I got to that age, I stopped eating it. Um, so I, let's I, be clear. You finished the one that you were eating, and then yeah. you stopped eating it. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday what? I stopped eating them when I when I looked it up. No, <laughs> I know. Do you, you crack open the egg, peel it, and then eat it? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like, like a hard boiled egg. You just crack open the the top part, and there's like a oh, you spoon it out. Yeah, there's like an you, there's like an air bubble that you, you like has like juice in it and stuff, and then you put salt on it. it well, it's like here's, it's, I grew up in Korea. For the first eight years oh, of my life. that's nothing compared And to we had, well, like, you, it would just happen all the time. You'd buy 12 eggs or whatever, a carton of eggs, and then occasionally you'd get one with a little baby in it. And it was so that's disgusting. Kidding. So I completely understand this fear. I don't have it here in the States, but as a kid, I would have it anytime we ate eggs, oh. which... Ew. It's Ow. not like finding a, like a clam with a pearl inside. No, it's like <laughs> horrific. I mean, are the chickens sluts there? What's going on that they have these fertilized eggs mixed in with the regular eggs? Well, it's like they just left that egg for too long. Because these weren't like, you know, they're brown eggs. They're not like what we have here. So and... they're actually, they're all fertilized eggs. Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess so. Because the, like, the, the eggs that, at the store you can actually buy fertilized eggs. Right. People will pay more for those, which I think... Ew. Um, <laughs> I, I don't believe there's more nutrients in them, which I think is the belief. I don't even – I know that, that there used to be fertilized eggs for sale in the store. I don't know if there still are. But, like, the if you just go buy 12 eggs, those are those were never fertilized. Right. I think it's just a different system there, I guess. I mean, I was young That's what I'm saying. They're not well, regulating their chickens. They're not, basically. Wait, what, what were the odds? I mean, it was like – my brother said he would – I mean, we were talking about this recently because I think it happened to him when he was there last. And it was like – so scary. It's just scary every time. But sometimes you see like blood in your egg. No, have you ever seen yeah. that? Yeah, I feel and like that's I'm pretty never horrible. Eat eggs again. Right. <laughs> I used to love eggs. I never had a bad experience once oh. in my life. I hope and now it happens to you soon. Uh, please take that back. Please. <laughs> All right. Go A R I Y M B F says when approaching a four way intersection, I slow down so I won't get there at the same time as another car, so it won't be awkward. Um, I don't know if I do that, but I do. Do I always? Tell me if you guys do this as well. I'm kind of cognizant of when leaving here or walking in. If there's someone else, I I make the choice of am I going to be walking with them, leaving with them? Am I going to be staggering? Am I going to wait till they go in and then go in? Am I going to do the thing where they're holding open the door and then I have to move Mm. faster, you know? Let me let me tell you an awkward thing about of, of, about driving is I I saw my friend driving in front of me. Uh So I did the little honk and waved. 
But the, there was like, yeah, a real friend. This one was a real friend. <laughs> um, and and I said hi, drove next to him, we waved, rolled down the window, said hello, and then we were driving next to each other for the next like ten minutes. So and we'd constantly be passing each other. And how many times do I have to like look and like acknowledge him that, as I keep passing? I would turn down you know, like, I would too. Oh, so you no would, you question. Just, well, no, yeah, I mean, so I after... Know, like, I don't want to be a jerk, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to say hi to you every single time. But, yeah, so yeah. That, that was really weird yesterday. It does sound awkward. That's my... I hate anything like that. <laughs> Extra I, social interaction. Do I you hate when you say goodbye and then you're still walking in the same yes. direction? Oh, oh, I, I make a joke about it. I'm yeah. on the block. I'm, t- I'm not good at the social I, stuff. I remember one time I was getting a haircut <laughs> next to a guy that I barely really knew. Like, some guy I wouldn't say hi to, you, mm. but we know who each other is, and then... Uh, and we're just getting our hair, our hair cut, and, uh, and like halfway into it, like 15 minutes in, they turn us and face, and we were facing each other. <laughs> like, she's like, all right, here we, oh, hey, how's it going? And we're just like, you couldn't feel more vulnerable than like, right. than like in like the, the barber apron, getting your hair cut and just staring at each other. And so, yeah, that, that was really awkward. And you just had to talk. Torture. But, yeah, That's that was torture. Awful. That does sound you awful. Do the car thing like a million times before doing that again. Infertile Me says, when I hear or read the word asshat, I imagine someone with a beret on their ass. <laughs> no, awesome. I don't, but I love that. I'm going to imagine that from now on. I got, Me too. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'm kind of mad I haven't thought of that already. That's like the question of when you hear dickhead, do you think of someone who has a dick on their head <laughs> or do you imagine a dickhead? I don't imagine either. I just think of like a jerk. A jerk. Yeah, yeah, a jerk. Me too. <laughs> All right. Someone from the past. Lloyd Banks PA says, get pissed off when my car clicker won't lock the door from 30 feet away, then realize not long ago we didn't even have clickers. Yes, except for the last part. (laughs) (laughs) I just get annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I had a friend who said that you could put your clicker... Chris your, taught me that under it your works. chin, yeah, it and did. it goes further, and then it works. Yeah, yeah that 100 percent does work. That yeah. is bullshit. No, it's not. That's <laughs> all. Look, that is fucking science with your clickers. Fact. Wait, oh, yeah, clickers yeah. on your jaw. I definitely look like an asshat, but I do it. What is the science that backs that up? Your it, head is the antenna. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, Chris. Did you not teach me that? Did it not work? It did. It worked. Where were we? We were at uh, the Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. And you were like, click, click, click. And Chris was like, hold on a second. And now she was complaining about me. She's like, that? Get the fuck out of here. My clicker won't work. And and I'm still bummed, even though they didn't have these 30 years ago. And I said, oh, well, why don't you try putting it on your chin? And she did. And it It totally worked. Now, Chris, you have several metal plates in your skull. Is that (laughs) correct? You sound totally stupid right now. This 100% works. You put it under your fucking chin, you open your mouth, and it will give you an extra, like, 35, 40% range. I didn't know you have to open your mouth. Well, (laughs) that's my signal to go forward. It's just science. That's all I do. This is insane. Stick your tongue out to another 10 feet, I think. Yeah. Does this work with other electronic appliances besides, like, if I'm in the other room and I want to turn the TV on, can I take the remote control? Good question. Put it on my jaw and start fucking with you downstairs? I'm not going to say no, I'm no, no, try no, it, but no. it doesn't that, work. That, that wouldn't work. That's a totally different frequency. Totally different. Oh, well, that's an IR thing. This is this is not infrared. This is radio frequency. If yeah. I get a bad cell phone signal, should I put my phone under my chin and start talking to people that way? God, so condescending. I know. <laughs> Dixie Flatline. Feel bad about making people move. Oh, move out of my window seat on planes. They're in the wrong seat, but do it anyway on principle. Weird. Oh, my gosh. That is so weird. That is freaky. But why are they in your seat? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know if you put your plane ticket under your chin when you're walking onto a plane, people are people. likely to know they're not in the right seat? 
It's true. I'm gonna, if you open your mouth. Oh, own. I hate you, man. Yeah. Brian Rich says, when a song ends, I hear the next song on the album in my head. If iPod's on shuffle and what's next is that song, Mind Blown. Agreed. I love yeah. that. I, never, like, I hardly ever do shuffle, but yeah. Uh, when It's like when you listen to an album – like you, the album all of a sudden just becomes one thing, so you can you actually hear the next song right after. And if you don't hear it, it's weird. I, I take it to the next level because I make a lot of like playlists, and if there's a song that I know is part of a specific playlist and it comes up on shuffle, I'm expecting the next song on the playlist to come up. And when it does happen, which is so rare, but it is an amazing feeling. It's kind of like when you're driving with music and the song finishes right as you park your car. Oh yeah, we don't need to hear a piece of the next that. song. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Michael Ski says, and this is the final one. I hate if someone sneezes, I say bless you, and they do it again. Am I on the hook again? Excess bless yous are uncomfortable. Listen, it is not uncomfortable for you. It's uncomfortable for the person sneezing. And what I don't like is when I go, uh, like the, that's the, the thing that I'm about to sneeze. Uh, and then someone says bless you. That makes my sneeze go away. Mm. Actually, you'd think I would appreciate that they right. have, not, have canceled my sneeze. But no, it just delays it for for an uncomfortable, like, oh, I have a sneeze stuck in my face feeling. Right. And then the satisfaction of sneezing, which is nice, it is, is taken from yeah. you. It's weird, though, that if someone says, bless you, before my sneeze is all the way out, it scares it back in. It's not an orgasm. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, the pre-blesses are weird. have to concentrate. Gary well, sneezes like 10 times in a row. I've heard. Yeah. I have never heard him I sneeze. Do I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him the first three, and then he's getting a little greedy for my <laughs> bless you, so <laughs> I'll stop. I've told I, everyone they can wait. <laughs> I've also have you heard, cool. you've heard him fully sneeze because on the Fred Armisen episode of my show a long time ago he said that he like pinches off his sneezes. He uh, he does muffle them. Um, they're they're pretty they're pretty mild. Is that why you I sneeze so tell. many times though? Oh my god! No. You, the, like that sneeze is from 1984. <laughs> 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 Finally came out. No, I uh, I don't always I don't always do it, but it's always it always seems to be the same number regardless. It hurts my head to like I don't know. Pinch him? Yeah, I don't know why I bet, I that. yeah. Yeah. Let him go. Let him fly. That's right. I've, I've started doing that around here. Like, and I always did it around my house, but I've always felt weird. I, I fucking hate, like, people who sneeze really loudly and scare you. Yes. <laughs> like, my mom, <laughs> my, every my dad, fucking yeah. time she sneezes, it scares the shit out of me to, to the point that I physically jump. And it's like that, I don't want that to ever happen to anybody else. So I'd rather just, just pinch that shit That's off. That's so nice. So you just have nice sounding sneezes. But wait, do you That's think great. that your does your mom do what my dad does, which is as he's sneezing, I'm pretty sure he also yells. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that noise. That, there's no reason that that had to come out with the sneeze. He probably uh, sneezes through his mouth more than his nose. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, like every bit, <laughs> he just projects sneeze sound and I, yelling. I don't know why, but some, now like I purposely say at you when I sneeze. I don't know why, but that, that's what it's I've like been doing. That's my new move. Character. Wow. I just feel like I don't know it. it it's makes your new move. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how that goes for you. When it's his new line. Final he dance with you doesn't work. I was so close yeah, to exactly. the show without saying anything stupid. Like <laughs> as stupid as that. <laughs> Gary, what is your mom's sneeze like? Then, then we're really good. It's, it's like a whip. It's like a whip cracking. It's just really fucking loud. Like right at the. Gary just has these flashbacks. Like, <laughs> yeah. They sound abusive. They do. You're, these sneezes. Yeah. Mike Ogden sneezed in a car with me and Adam, and we, I thought we were getting into a car accident she's, or something. Like we hit something. She's taken to uh, to doing it and immediately saying, I'm sorry. Oh, That's nice. Yeah. Mike August apparently never knows when he's about to sneeze. That's why he can't give warning, <laughs> which I think is amazing. My mom claims the same shit. That's uh, spontaneous sneezing. No. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. And listeners, thank you. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith on Twitter. For Matt, you can go to therewillbespoilers.com. Please do. For Chris, where are you sending people? At Chris Loxmana. Okay. And Jenna? You can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones. And you can follow me at Allison Rosen, or you can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. If you want to email us, email A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. And perhaps you would like to buy our ringtone. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. That is a segment we do on the Monday shows. You can get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself with your iPhone in iTunes. And also, we have a special bonus episode available. We recorded it live at the LA Podcast Festival. It is $1.99, and you can get it in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. The guests are Doug Benson and Greg Proops, and it was really fun and funny. Everyone says so, I, even though I'm biased. I mean, I, I'm not even saying that. I'm just repeating what I've heard about it. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That's right, that's right. Those good times don't seem to end. That's right, that's right. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Hey, do you know? Digital.